0: Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dudes Who Bet Sports Show. We're back on a Monday day, and it's National Championship Day in college basketball. Plus, we've got a lot of horse racing to talk about. Plus, we're back from Oakland, Papa Dude. How, how are we today?
1: Well, I'm recovering from a long day. I was dragging yesterday. I know that. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Pretty good. It was a long day of horse racing, but a fun one. Uh, got to meet some people that are, are viewers of the show that we had never seen before. That was cool. And ran into our good buddy Steve. Hope he's listening tonight down in uh, northwest Arkansas. What a great guy he is. It was a fun time. We had a great
0: time. We did have a really good time, and yeah, like always, we saw uh, some people we knew and some people we didn't. Uh, shout out yeah. to Clint too. We we met him yeah. on, on yeah. the apron there at Oakland. Nice guy. Nice hey, guy. Talked to him for a long time, and uh, yeah, it was that was the great thing about that trip for sure. Is everybody we saw and everybody we met, and then yeah, of course, Evil Stevel was there, and uh, mm. boy, he had a big day. He bet well, and uh, he owns Cyberknife in the fantasy league, so Evil Stevel was uh, very very excited. Uh, with the result of the Arkansas Derby. So.
1: Oh yeah, it it he he's so funny. <sighs> he's such a great guy and hit that uh, what two supers in a row? I think.
0: Yeah, he had two superfectas in a row, and uh, the one was did. the Oakland Mile that paid like a hundred and twenty dollars. So. Yeah,
1: and he hardly ever gets one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right.
1: Yeah, and that's he really- was he was thrilled. <laughs> it was, but who wouldn't be? It was great to see it. He's a great guy.
0: Yeah, one of the best. Oh, all right, well, let's let's talk about it. Since we were there, we will go ahead and talk about all right. uh, the Arkansas Derby first, and we'll kind of get going on that. Uh, I'll pull it up on the screen now. That's the chart uh, from the race. Uh, I'm sure everybody knows by now. Cyberknife, the winner, Barber Road, second, Secret Oaf, uh, and third. Uh, as you watch this unfold, just give us kind of your your thoughts as it was happening live.
1: Well, you know, I have to watch the replay. When you're at the track with as many people as there, you really can't see really good till you get mm-hmm. home and you watch the video of it. And uh, disappointing, of course, to almost all of us because we wanted the Philly to win. Not so much for me anyway, not the, the fact she was a Philly. It was just I wanted uh, D-Wayne to get that one. And, you know, I thought, well, she's not very good until I watched the replay. Yeah. And she ran all right. Um didn't have the best of trips. A lot of people are criticizing the jockey probably because of who he is. Uh, you know, not well known. I don't know. You you you'll have a better opinion on that than me. I he could have started her too early maybe
0: mm-hmm.
1: on her run. I or maybe he could have gotten up a little closer to, uh, to the pack than he was. I think she got back too far. My opinion, which doesn't mean a lot, but what a thrill she gave us when she sucked under most of the field and got up to third. And I, I, I heard you and Jared analyzing it. I watched it today you Guys hit the nail on the head. I think we all felt the same way. I thought, I think we thought she was going to get him, and it looked like it there for a while. And then she kind of bottomed out, flattened out. got to give cyber knife, uh, credit. Yeah. I mean, he ran really well. So, uh, I don't know if there's a Kentucky Derby winner there. It, it was kind of, kind of deflating to be honest. It,
0: it, it was a little bit, uh, you're right. When, when she made the move, I think we all kind of thought, Oh my God, yes. like this is going to be something. It reminded me of, uh, of Zenyatta, how she just started picking them off. No. And, uh, just kind of hit the wall. It was funny. We were standing with uh, Kelly Von Hemo, a good friend of ours, and and uh, you know, obviously a trainer. And um, you know, he he was even like, you know, I I really just hope she wins. It would be so good if she wins. And standing by him, and when he she made that move, he said, "Oh man, she looks good." Yeah. And uh, but then he, he his eyes kind of scaled back, and he's like, "Oh, Cyber Knife's not slowing down." And that was the first problem. It still looked mid stretch like she was going to win. I still thought yeah. she was going to go up and get him. I couldn't do it. Uh, You know, he kind of described to us, it looked a little bit like she was running her eyeballs out. She wasn't making up any ground and she kind of got a little frustrated and just kind of said, nah, not I'm done. You know?
1: Yeah. I think that's, you can understand that, you know, it's kind of like a human would do the same thing if they're running their tail ends off and they can't, they see they're not going to
0: catch that next uh, person, you know? Mm -hmm. The, the other observation that Kelly kind of told me, because I was critical of the ride a bit by uh, Luis mm-hmm. Contreras, um, you know, I, I didn't like that he got her that far back. Right. I, she's not a horse that has to come from dead last. She, she yeah. has more tactical speed than that. I didn't like that. And I also, if you notice on the backside, and, and we talked about it on the video as well, she's starting to kind of gradually move up, mm-hmm. you know, getting real good position. And then almost simultaneously, Cyberknife takes off and gets towards the lead, and she backs up out of it and yeah. goes to last. At that point, I thought, well, she's not gonna run, like she's already yeah. backing up, and that yeah. I was really disappointed. Yeah, but then he asked, and she made that huge move. Uh Kelly kind of speculated that the Philly might be really tough to ride. Uh, he said, you right. know, if you watch her other races, she's a little erratic at times. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's just tough to ride. Um, other people have speculated, well, maybe she's running erratic because the jockey's not doing a great job. Could be one way or the other. I think the thing we learned, and I think Dennis said it best, she ran good. She is good. She's not great. I, don't, I think we can forget about her being great. I think she's good. And I think that's mm-hmm. the way it, it's going to go with her moving forward. Really good horse, not a great horse, right?
1: Well, we'll just have to see. You know, she might still develop. You know, we don't know yet, yet. Mm-hmm. Let's don't ride her off yet. Remember, she was riding against against boys and she'll be back against Phillies. Yeah. You know, I don't know how good that field was. We we may not be giving Cyberknife enough credit, possibly. Because he didn't slow down. I mean, he he smoked that field once he got the lead. That's pretty impressive. And maybe we're looking at Secret Oath too much. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not giving him enough credit. I don't know. The field wasn't very good. I think we can all Say that, uh, as you guys said on your recap, uh, the one I would be the most upset with is We the People, mm-hmm. and he didn't show up or didn't run well, so that was a big disappointment, too, because most of us thought he was the, the second best. Uh, but anyway, it'll be interesting to see how Secret Oath does in the Kentucky Oaks. Um, and you know, you guys were talking about how. Some people are going to criticize him for putting her against the boys. I thought you guys answered that perfectly, too. I, what did he have to lose? Yeah. You know, uh, probably would have won the fantasy, I guess. Maybe. Who who knows? Who knows whether she would have or not. But I think you got to give her a shot in that situation. And I think Lucas thought she had a great chance to win. Yeah, and she did. So I'm, I'm not going to criticize what they did. And now it's pretty obvious the way he feels about her there's no hesitation he's putting her in the oaks
0: yeah absolutely talking about the winner Cyberknife uh still ran a little erratically in the stretch if you remember this is a horse that uh, just has had you know issues with that you know his talent's always been there you know brad cox has said look this is my best three-year-old this year you know yeah. he said it a long time ago and you know at times he looked like that and at times he he's he hasn't looked good at all here, it's like it's a win, but if you watch the head-on, all over the place, just, you know, in and out, weaving in and out, uh, and for no reason, you know, just couldn't couldn't hold it together. He still has a lot of talent. Um, I don't know that he's going to be competitive in the Kentucky Derby, but I think this is a horse you really need to kind of – uh, you know, look at moving forward, the, the runner up Barber Road, he just kind of does what he does, right? He hits yeah. the board again here. He's he's not great, but he's very consistent. Yep. Uh, a ho- horse you can count on. And then you mentioned We the People, It's just a complete no-show. And a lot of people were say, well, wh- why did you think he was going to run well? He was coming off Lasix. Well, Knife was coming off Lasix too, you know, so, um, and he won. So I, I, don't, exactly. I don't know what the excuse is for We the People, I, they kind of said after the race he, he's used to just being up there kind of and doing what he wants, and he got a little challenge, and he just quit. So very disappointing uh, to see the to to see we the people run like that. Uh, yeah, for sure. A uh, couple of comments uh, coming in here. Uh, uh, Brie is back, and she and he said a Secret needed a better jockey, um, and that's kind of the kind of the debate right now. Was she yeah. not very good or? was it the jockey that kind of screwed that up
1: yeah we're gonna find out because if it's the jockey uh he won't be (laughs) in the kentucky oaks i'll guarantee you that yeah so lucas will make that decision for us and i you know i was concerned the whole time and i yeah i don't get on jockeys at all i'm not getting on him either i just he just wasn't experienced enough
0: i didn't think well, you really pointed out that you were worried about it on the show on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, so it turned out I, – I don't know. Again, I don't really blame I don't him. Either. I don't really blame him. Um, but, <clears throat> now, he hasn't come out and said anything, Lucas hadn't, to, that I've seen. Uh, she did get in trouble, got pinched twice. Is the Philly just kind of a hard one to ride? That's kind of my thing is uh, we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, well, was
1: it you guys that – or was I watching another analysis of it where – you know, she got pinched right off the bat coming yep. out of the
0: gate. Was it,
1: was it you guys? Mm-hmm. And she's a filly running against males. And don't think they don't know that. Mm-hmm. And she, she, she's not as big a horse as I thought she would be. I mean, she's not small. But that could have bothered her right then. You know, got intimidated mm-hmm. a little bit,
0: maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think... My my biggest gripe now. Jared's biggest gripe is what happened on the backside where she got pinched and had to go. You know, had yes. to take up. But my biggest gripe was that you can't get her pinched like that. Just ask her for a little speed. You know, that was my thing. And then if you looked, there's a huge pocket that kind of opened up. Where she could have tucked into the inside if she just get a little position early and be in fifth or sixth and just hug that rail. Remember
1: when she came past the grandstand the first time, she was back too far and needed to move up into that pocket between the leaders and the the ones in the back.
0: Yeah,
1: I thought she, she was too far back the whole time.
0: You touched on something, too, that is very true, and my stomach kind of sunk. When you saw her in person, and listen, this doesn't mean everything. But oh, when God. it's a Philly taking on the boys, it means more. When I saw her, I thought, yeah, she's not going to win this race. She, And not that she looks bad. She, oh, she, God, no. She's a no. beautiful horse, Jeez. really. But she's not huge. She doesn't have, like, you know, the huge back end. She's not, you know, she just looks like a Philly, right? Yeah.
1: She, so didn't her, she didn't side. make her eyes pop out. No. Mm-mm. You know, last year, Sandy and I had the opportunity to be at the Apple Blossom. With Monomoy Girl and Swiss skydiver and uh Latruska. Mm-hmm. Those are three that make your eyes pop out yeah. when you see them. And I was thinking this horse would look the same. Mm-hmm. And she is beautiful. There's no doubt about it. She's a gorgeous horse, but she's just not as big as those guys, those those horses are. She's yeah. just not. And anyway, yeah, it, it was kind of a disappointment. When, and that's dumb to say because it's a beautiful horse. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just not quite what you thought you, you were going to see.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, let's get a few more comments here before we move on. Uh, Barber Road finished top five in the Derby, meaning the Kentucky Derby. I would say no to that. Um, but we'll see. I, I I think he's taken advantage of some some pretty weak fields here at Oaklawn, and I think that's what happened. Again, uh, you know, he gets, uh, I think, an 88 buyer for the effort. I I just don't see how that's going to be anywhere close uh, to, to, you know, top five in the Kentucky Derby. Maybe it is, though, because Ashley says, hey, this could be a horrible crop. I don't think so. I think we've got two or three that are going to stand out. I don't think this Derby is going to be too difficult to handicap. But I do think you're going to have two or three that you're going to have to choose between as far as who's on top. And then you can kind of get a little wild in the second and third spots. I think. The depth of this crop may not be great, but I do think we've got a few, uh, you know, or at least three that I think could be pretty decent. But we'll find out this next week. A couple of them run this next week and we'll we'll see. Uh, Ashley also says uh, the Japan horse still in this, in his opinion, or or, in my opinion. Um, Yeah, the Japanese horse is coming over who won in Dubai. It's it's usually not uh, a very good prep, obviously, for the Kentucky Derby. We'll see Japan's winning big on the national stage. This had a question, did she look nervous? You went into the paddock and you said she was a little jittery. What were your thoughts? It was on a little her? bit jittery in the paddock yeah. um, acted like
1: um, yeah, she was fidgeting around i'm not I've seen a lot worse than that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and um, I mean she wasn't wild by any stretch. Um, mm-hmm. Lucas did have to talk to her a little bit, uh, but I wouldn't say that had any any issue. Mm-hmm. A little nervous, but nothing nothing bad.
0: Yeah, you came out after and said, uh, you know, she was a little bit jittery in the paddock. I watched her on the track, and she looked fine. Yeah. Um, just looked like normal, so it, I think you summed it up. Yeah, maybe she was a little nervous in that Oakland paddock, but most horses are a little nervous in that paddock. Well,
1: if you've never been there uh, on a normal day, it's pretty bad for horses. These these horses are they're just inside, and people are up above them. Now mm-hmm. that bothers an animal. Yeah. When you're above them, it bothers them, and they're lined up all the way around the paddock. And at the Derby Day, there's seven, eight, ten people deep, and mm-hmm. it's loud and it's noisy. And these these animals are right there. You know, you can almost touch them. Yeah. That's how close you are to. It's fantastic if you like to watch trainer, jockey interaction with a horse. It's mm-hmm. the most It's the best place I've ever been. Now, Aaron, maybe you've seen better uh, as far as getting close and hearing kind of what they're saying. You know, you can hear it. It's really cool. It it does make a horse nervous. No doubt.
0: It's great for the spectators. It's terrible for the horses. (laughs) Is how I would describe it. I would not take I would not say this, Dennis. It's not that it's Churchill Downs is a totally different setup from Oakland. Um, and she wasn't to the point where, oh, she's not going to hold it together no. Uh, no. in Kentucky. I think she'll be fine. I'll be shocked if she runs her race in the paddock in the Kentucky Oaks. I think she's, she's going to be fine yeah. uh, as far as that goes chimes in and says she's not Zenyata. That's correct. She's not no. not many are <laughs> as in none of them are. So <laughs> uh, she sure looked like it for a second. And that's what you know, a yep. That move she made on the turn was spectacular. Yeah, it, it really is. It was, and you did have that flashback of oh my gosh, is. is this is she gonna make well, a Zenyatta like a him? and she
1: carried that out and and one? We might be comparing her to Zenyata. Well, well I wouldn't, but that we would be talking about that was similar. As far this. as the
0: move, yeah, yeah, it would have been. It would have been. Steve chimes in and says, well, an Arkansas Derby horse finishing the top 10 next month, I would say no. I, I would certainly say no. Cyber Knife, I, I don't believe in. Barber Road, I I just, I like him, but I don't think he's fast enough. Secret Oath, obviously, going to uh, the Kentucky Oaks. And then the rest of these horses, I mean, Unoho's in. So if you want to play him, good luck. <laughs> yeah. um, that's it. I mean, well, we, we talked to a, a few people, a few Oakland horsemen and, and horsewomen and, and just, you know, local track workers, stuff like that. And they're readily admitting it's the worst group of of Colts they've ever had maybe at Oakland. It's really yeah. bad this year.
1: Yeah, we were talking about that before we went on the air, how it's been a lackluster season at Oakland um, yeah. in their first year of going from December to May. It's. I don't want to say it's been boring, but it has not been very exciting. And there's just nothing, there's nobody to get excited about, no horse to get excited about that's been down there. And, uh, you know, Oakland has got issues, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I don't know whether, whether it's because there's not a turf course. I, I think that's part of it. Yeah. But D-Wayne's not going to be forever be around forever, and he's not really relevant now. Mm-hmm. But he, at least he's, he's a name. And really all they have, they've got a bunch of good trainers. Don't get me wrong. There's a bunch of good trainers. But there's only two elite, and that's Aspison and, and Brad Cox.
0: Well, as far as being known on the national stage. Yes. So. yes. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not saying these other trainers aren't good, because yeah. they are. But these guys are known. Mm-hmm. And they are the... the and they also have triple crown type horses. Right. And these other trainers don't. And that's killing Oakland. But when you think about it, Aaron, it's been that way for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Bafford has shipped in horses and and won almost every big race in the last what 10, 12 years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's one the majority of them. Yeah. Um local horses, they just they don't win. All that often in these races, uh, mm-hmm. and the part of the problem is with Asmussen and Cox, uh, they've got horses everywhere, right? Yeah, so yeah. if every horse Brad Cox and Steve Asmussen had was at Oakland, well, well that would
1: make a difference.
0: Epicenter would be Epicenter there, and we would be point saying, point. Wow, what a oh. how good is Oakland this year exactly? You know?
1: And so. that's I'm glad you brought that up because that is so true. Some years, uh, Asmussen has his best at Oakland. And some years he has him at the fairgrounds yeah and this year he had his two best uh in their division
0: mm-hmm.
1: at the fairgrounds yeah. and in the in the in the triple crown division and the in the 3 year old division as since week at oakland this year and maybe that's part of it maybe he doesn't have his best there this year and that has really hurt it
0: he has ran some absolute dogs in these races he has i mean bad horses in these, in these triple crown prep races at yes
1: and he probably had what 10 or 12 entered mm-hmm. throughout the day yeah. and, and he historically does extremely well on big days at oakland he won one race
0: well and, but look what he did on louisiana derby day yes he, he won a
1: ton so and they all
0: there yeah
1: that's yes, right so yeah. Maybe we've just, in our little discussion right here, have answered the question (laughs) of why Oaklawn's a little bit weak. Steve had his best horses. Magic. Yeah. (laughs) Why didn't you bring that up before we went through 15 minutes of this?
0: Exactly. Yeah, well, if you had the uh, Louisiana Derby wagering guide, uh, Jared always asked me for a title. I said, beware of the ass man is the title of the Louisiana Derby. He's going to win six on this card. I think he won five. And another
1: sign, too, that he's a little bit weaker than usual at Oaklawn. Mhm. He's barely ahead in the training title. Yeah. And he's got, I think he has 35 wins now, maybe 36. And he usually has 50 at least. So that shows you again. And and we we've watched this for years. There's some years he doesn't have his best at Oklahoma.
0: Yep. Uh, I, yeah, and it, it, that happens, uh, and it does yeah. go in cycles. We got a it comment does. here that I'll get to in just a second. But uh, Dennis has a question uh, for the Pat Day Mile and Sprint. Could Cavid be a price play, cutting back? Uh, talk to some people on the Oakland backside. Talk to people in the know, and they think uh, very highly of Cavid. They think if you know str- cut the horse back, he'll be really, really tough. He set the pace in all four of these races at Oakland. He can't go this far. I think he is definitely dangerous, cutting back, going one turn, going the one turn mile, the Pat Day mile at Churchill. What do you yeah. think of Kevin? Uh, I, I've liked him.
1: Uh, it's really going to be interesting to see what they do with him. I think, uh, you know, I'm no horse trainer, but I, <laughs> it's pretty uh, easy to me. <laughs> you drop him back and see what he can do, right? Yeah. And then if he doesn't do well there, then you got to reevaluate. But uh, Chris Hartman's a good trainer. Yeah. And uh, he'll figure it out. I bet you're going to see him in the Pat Day mile. I would be shocked if you don't.
0: Yeah. I think he, I think he is going to be one that's interesting. It's going to depend on, you know, and Dennis, you know, this to who's in the race. Is there other speed? Because if he can get out there in front, um, he could be dangerous. He could hold on. Christopher, um, Maello joins us. He said, lawyer Ron ain't walking through that door. And I agree. And that was kind of one of their, one of our last ones. Uh, Well, I guess Curlin uh, was one, actually, as well. That was kind of a local. But, yeah, it's been a while since we've had just that monster local horse. Uh, Yong Lee says, Forbidden Kingdom plus 800 right now. That's 8-1. to Um, That's, uh, I guess, you're saying you like that horse at 8-1. to Going to run in the Santa Derby this weekend. Let's see. Let's see if he wins that one. He will be a shorter price for sure in the Kentucky Derby. Then Kevin chimes in and says, It's the way Fairgrounds has the mile and 316th race as more appealing to the trainers and spacing to the Derby. And I think the last point I totally agree with the spacing yep. to the Kentucky Derby is in really, really good uh, form for today's times, which is yep. give them a little extra time. Oakland tried, uh, uh, you know, they used to run this thing two weeks or uh, yeah, two weeks from right now that yeah. they moved it back. Also, I think the movement of the Oakland races just because they move, it doesn't mean everybody around the country that's going to ship in is paying attention. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I it kind of maybe threw off some people that maybe had some horses maybe slotted in for Oklahoma and then they changed and it kind of yeah. threw them off. So
1: yeah, we didn't we get time for
0: people to adjust to that new schedule. That right.
1: We have. didn't get any shippers this year. No. Nothing. You it's look at that race, there's nothing in there. Yeah. That really, you know, Doppelganger, I guess, is the only one that shipped in.
0: Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. And uh he thanks for coming. He did not do much in
1: this race. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know,
1: yeah, it's uh, it's just kind of been a a, a drab year, and uh, I've been to several derbies, and uh, it's the it's the least amount of wa- racing I've watched. <laughs> I was busy talking most of the time.
0: Yeah. And uh, anyway, yeah. long day, long sure. long day. <laughs> it's always a long day, Arkansas Derby day, especially when you go out the night before like an idiot. Like well, I didn't
1: do that, but anyway. <laughs>
0: Well, we didn't mean to, but it just happens. All right, uh, all right. Well, uh, another thing uh, we uh, another thing that happened on Saturday was the Florida Derby, and another reason uh, why it was hard to for for me personally. I know you didn't care much about it, but for me personally, to concentrate fully on Oklahoma is you having to run right. over and watch these races at Gulfstream. Ten stakes on this Gulfstream card, of course, highlighted by the Florida Derby, and uh, it was a really good race. I thought, right. wider Barrio wins it, charge it. First stakes try gets second, thought he ran well. Simplification was solid. Um, different running yes. style again. guy ended up stocking the pace instead of coming from behind and gets third. What were your thoughts on the Florida Derby?
1: Well, I actually sat down and watched that a uh, while ago. That's good. You guys, you guys were more interested in that because you were cleaning up. I was going to say, when your
0: you're catching is- ticket after ticket after ticket at
1: Gulfstream, you don't really care about Oakland. No, and they and they didn't. They did not. They were more worried. They were on their phones and they were running in to watch on the Simon <laughs> cast and coming back and celebrating because you guys just kicked it, yeah, uh, really, really well. Um, I kind of like this horse. I thought he ran good. I don't. Uh, the Florida Derby hasn't produced a whole lot here lately, right? It's right. been kind of spotty. Uh, he ran well. I thought did what he was supposed to do. I really. Now, this is dumb, but I really think the horse that finished second might be better.
0: I don't think that's dumb. I think that's probably accurate, but go on. Have
1: you ever seen a second place horse swinging its head around like that one did? No. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he had him. I mean, I knew who won, but I was sitting there watching it. I'm thinking he got up there, what, about halfway through the stretch, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it looked like one more stride and he was going to suck him under. And all of a sudden he just starts looking off into space and he kind of quit <laughs> and then accelerated again. He did the same thing. So he's very young. It's only his third or very green, I guess. It's only his third start. Right. Mm-hmm. Great trainer. Um, did he get enough points to qualify? Yep. Oh yeah. He's in. I thought he looked pretty darn good myself. Uh I don't know. I kind of think he would have won if he was a little more experienced. What do you think?
0: Yeah. So uh, everybody that's listening, well, don't 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 leave us. But when we're done, go back and watch this replay. I want you guys to to watch something. So about mid stretch, they hit the horse left handed. Okay, we're talking about the runner up charge it uh, to to clarify again. They hit the horse left handed and he he ducks out. He's kind of drifting and he looks like a horse that's just tired and kind of done. Right. And, And then he whips him back to the right. And that horse is behind simplification. Like I, I don't know, like maybe a length, maybe a half, whatever. Zoom. He just peep passing him like he's standing still. Yeah, he and does. I have I have Wide Barrio bets, by the way, to win. And I go, I looked at uh, kelby I said, Oh shit, that charger is gonna suck them under. And man, he looks like he's flying. And yeah. right when he gets to the point where it's like, okay, he's gonna make his move on Wide Barrio. He gives him another right hand and boom, he goes, he, he just ducks in and goes right up wide backside. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yes. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> he recovers, so- but he never could kind of get back on stride. He, no. he was no. so green. Yeah. Um, he did not get his preferred trip. Uh, at the On the stretch, wide Barrio's making the move. And I'm like, okay, charge it's done. Cause he's pumping hard on charge and he's not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> then they get on like the turn and come on to the, to the stretch. And here he comes again. He's reengaging. He's flying. I mean, like I said, he quits and then he comes back. And yeah. Yeah. He was just, he was just erratic. Um. He was, he's going to be the wise guy horse. I, the problem with him is the Kentucky Derby is his fourth race. And right. we saw what he did in his third race. Just yeah. crazy all over the place. <laughs> What's it going to do up there? <laughs> I don't know how you're going to change it. Yeah. And, He's probably going to get a worse trip, even though the trip was not an ideal in the Florida Derby with 20 horses. And it's probably going to go worse. So I, I think he's got a ton of talent. I'm thinking just get him through that race. Make sure he doesn't get injured. Definitely. Get him to the Belmont. I really think a slower pace where he's close to the lead and can kick on and be ahead of horses, most of the horses, turning for home. He's got a great pedigree for the Belmont. I'm I've got him circled for that race. That's what I really want to, I really think he could blossom there. Yeah. Um, Derby might be too much too quick. I think that's yeah, the problem.
1: Well, we haven't talked about the Derby yet, but you know, it's the most it's the most unique race there is because mm-hmm. it's the only time there's going to be 20 horses yep. in a race. And I've heard Lucas talk about this before. You don't know how your horse is going to react to 20 horse field, first of all, and 150,000 people or however many is there, you know, you have no idea how they're gonna react. The yeah. best trained ones in the world can get spooked mm-hmm. in a situation like that. And then, you know, all of us are, you know, we've all got our list because that's what we do. Yeah. You know, like like the top twenty five in football and all that stuff. We don't really know what the Derby's gonna do till they draw, <laughs> till you get to draw. Yeah. Because you can have a great horse. Let's say uh uh Epicenter gets the number one post. Suddenly, what happens to his odds if yeah. that happens? Or he gets the 20, you know. So it's you know how I feel about it. I, I think it's the most unfair race there is and the hardest one there is to win,
0: no question. Yeah, I totally agree, totally agree. Uh it, as far as the winner goes, why to Barrio?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Talk about him here. I thought he was pretty good. I thought he was
0: great. And, and yeah. you know, people are, people are like, oh, he didn't finish up very well. Well, shit. He was like five or six wide on the first turn. He had to go wide on the second turn. Yeah. I don't know. I think he finished for, for, for how wide he was, how far he, 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 he ran in this race. I thought he finished. All right. I, I thought wide warrior ran very well. Now I be clear. Did. I like epicenter better than these horses, but. Heck, the top three, I thought they were pretty decent. Simplification, I think that's just kind of who he is as a horse. You just never really know what he's going to do. He can't really put together back to back races that look the same. Um, you know, he's up on kind of a contested pace. You know, the horse that sat the pace, Classic Causeway, something had to have happened to him. He just totally dropped out of it. Um, I don't know. I thought he was all right. I, I you know, I think he's kind of just that horse that's going to be serviceable every race. Yeah. So, I thought the top three were pretty good here, you know, not a huge buyer here, 96 for the winner, but, you know, going wide and and was able to just kind of make his move like he did in the Holy bull. And, and you know, he didn't really draw off from charge it, but simplification, he put him away again. So I think he's a player. He's not my top pick, but I do. I definitely think he's a player. In the, I think and then he's they, one you got to look at. He's not bad. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Simplification is going to be one of those horses. that's just going to run hard every time. Yep. He's just going to be one of those guys that's just going to run well. Uh, may not win much, but you can't overlook him. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, somebody asking Aaron, you probably know uh, where Papa Cap's going next. Uh-huh. Saw uh huh. I more today,
0: but I, I don't remember. Pat Day Mile is what I've heard. For okay. Him. That's what I saw too. Yeah. Pat Day Mile. So Dennis talked about that, uh, for Cavett being a good spot for him, uh, a little earlier in the show. So yeah, Pat Day Mile for Papa Cap. Uh, you know, the horse or the, the horse the the guy that really likes Papa Cap a lot is the trainer, and he still says I just don't understand why he's not running like we we think he should. He's he's training like a really good horse. I don't know, maybe the cutback works. I can't really support him, um, you know, in that race. But we'll see, we'll see what yeah. happens. Who who uh, you know who enters? Kevin says charge it. Is just going to be over bet come Derby Day, Pletcher, and we'll be the Wise Guy Horse Derby Week. Yeah, and listen, uh, you know, we were sitting there in the post, uh, you know, the post position, or the post position, the, uh, the post parade, and we all just kind of looked at each other like, well, It looks like a freak out there. Like, he mm-hmm. looks like the best horse. Beautiful, beautiful horse. And, yeah, once he gets to Churchill, gets to working out, yep, yeah, he will become the Wise Guy Horse. I totally agree. Uh, Dennis said, why did simplification, uh, why did he break so well? You know, um, if he would have waited, he may have held for a second. That's just it. And that's what I said all week. I said, I'm really going to be pissed if he goes like gate to wire because he's capable of yeah. doing that. Um, so, but he still got caught. So.
1: Well, don't you think too, when you look at charge it, he's only run three times. That's yeah. what is that a sign of he's immature and he hadn't been ready to run. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or he would have run him before he did. So. You're yeah. right. By the time Belmont comes around, he's going to be a couple of months older, a couple of months more experienced.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He's
1: going to be good this summer, I have a feeling.
0: As a better, obviously not as an owner, but as a better, I wish he would have gotten third in this race and not made the Derby. Because I would love to see him in the Peter Pan at Belmont, which is the Belmont Prep, the local prep. And then go on to the Belmont. I think that would be such a good path for him, and I think he'd be really tough. I'm scared the Derby might mess yeah. with him a little bit. That's that's yeah. where I'm coming from there. Uh, Kevin asks uh, or says, "Classic Causeway, yikes! What the heck was that? Don't see you move forward uh, to the Derby off of that." And Dennis also says, "What do you do with Classic Causeway? That looked awful." Um, If you remember, I was like, this is the one where it's like, he's beaten the Tampa horses. Now he's done it easily, but they are Tampa horses. This is the one we really, let's see what he does. This is the test. But the problem is you can't take anything from it. He stopped. Like he absolutely quit. He didn't, he was a no show. Yeah. You, for the Derby, you, you stay far, far away from him. Yeah. That's that's my advice. Far away.
1: I just don't know how you can take a horse to the Derby that just stopped. Yeah. I mean, if if I was the owner, I'd say no.
0: Yeah. We're not paying that entry fee. We're just not doing it. I just, just don't buy in when he gets up to Keeneland or wherever they'll take him to work out, and he's working fantastic. Just stay away from him. Don't buy it because he's that wasn't good. That no. was not good. And you, that's can't, a red flag. <laughs> yeah, you just can't support him. Especially, he's a horse. I know a couple of listeners uh, of of our racing shows thought he was like the Derby winner, but really most of us were still kind of skeptical on him. So I would just stay away. Uh, Brie asked, who will uh, Pratt ride in the Derby? That's, I have no idea. Um, I think maybe he thought we the people, but not now. (laughs) Um, Steve said, I wonder if I, uh, Lynch told IRAD to ease him if he spit the bit on the backstretch. That could be a lot of it. I don't think they really asked him to do much once he decided, nope, I'm not going to run today. Uh, maybe that, you know, if he tries, they could have got like sixth or seventh. Either way, that does not really matter for me. It's just he needed to show a lot more than he did.
1: Yeah. 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 Um,
0: let's see. Last one here. Do you think Ydebarrio has a chance to be ignored on the board because Safi trains? Um, So kind of the stereotype with Safi is he can't win outside of Gulfstream Park. Uh, I think the key to wide Barrio, if you want to bet him and you want to get him at odds, it's going to depend on what happens this weekend. I think epicenter gets bet harder than wide Barrio. And then if you're going to, if you're a wide Barrio fan, you want impressive winners this weekend at Santa Anita, uh, Aqueduct and Keeneland because recency also tends to get bet. Um, so I think if you want ten to one on him, you need to root for those horses uh, in those those races to look really really good. All right, now let's move on to. Uh, find it. Yeah, there he goes. Pull it up. It's national championship night in college basketball. As we're thirty eight minutes into the show, you can tell we are into the racing this weekend. Let's talk about the basketball game: North Carolina and Kansas, uh, a matchup tonight. Kansas a four point favorite in this game. Where are you leaning, Papa dude?
1: Well, let's. I I, pull, I I wrote some stuff here. This doesn't make make a damn bit of difference in the game tonight. But I think it's kind of cool some of these statistics I found on these two teams, and uh, because this, how could you have a better matchup with two programs that are as storied as these two? And for a pure basketball fan, you know, you can't you can't find two. Two uh, more storied programs, uh, unless you want to throw Kentucky in there, than these two. Uh, Some of us probably don't like either one of them. You know, us being in the Big 12, we don't care for Kansas much, although you used to be a huge Kansas fan. And to be honest with you, I don't mind Kansas very much. Mm -hmm. I kind of like them a little bit. Carolina, I've liked them sometimes and not sometimes. But I got to pull this up right here. All right. Most wins in history. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is total wins. Kansas is number one. They passed Kentucky uh, this year. And North Carolina is three. So Kansas is one. North Carolina is three. Most national championships. UCLA has 11. Kentucky has eight. Carolina has six. So they're third. Then Duke and Indiana have four. And Kansas surprisingly only has three. I say only, mm-hmm. they only yeah. have three. They're sixth most tournament wins, most NCAA tournament wins. North Carolina's number one with 133. Kansas is four with 113. Kentucky second, and Duke is third. Most NCAA championship game appearances. Okay, UCLA has the most. Them, UCLA and Kentucky have been in twelve. National Championship games. Uh, That's amazing. North Carolina has been in their third. And they've uh, they've been in 11, along with Duke. Duke's been in 11 also. And then Kansas is fifth with nine. Hmm. Most final four appearances. North Carolina is number one with 22. Kansas, Duke, UCLA, and Kentucky have 17. Most NCAA tournament appearances. Kentucky's first. Carolina is second with 50. Kansas is third with 49. Most consecutive tournament appearances. Kansas (laughs) is number one with 33. Carolina's number two with 28. Now, none of this means a damn thing. (laughs) But it's It's amazing. In tonight's game. But these are two of the greatest programs there's ever been. And they match up uh, tonight. And, you know, uh, Carolina's always been good. Dean Smith, who probably is the most famous coach. Carolina history played at Kansas. He went to school at Kansas, Roy Williams, one of the greatest coaches in Carolina history also was one of the greatest coaches in Kansas history. So there's so much comparison. Both of them are blue. (laughs) No, you you got North Carolina, North Carolina has got a color named after him, North Carolina blue and you got Kansas. So it's going to be a great game. Um, Didn't get to see the Kansas-Villanova game at all because we were at the track, watched a lot of highlights uh, Sunday and this morning, kind of get a feel. I don't know how you could have played a better game than Kansas did against Villanova. I don't know if you saw much of it. They were awesome. They were absolutely awesome. Now, I know Villanova had a player hurt, and that made a difference, but I don't think they would have beat them. Uh, Kansas hit 13 out of 24 threes. They're not a three-point shooting team. They hit 13 out of 24. Um, their big man inside had 26 points, dominated inside against a great Villanova team. If they do that tonight, I don't see how they lose. I, I just don't. I, I don't know whether they can play that
0: well. Yep. To...
1: Now, we did get to see most of the North Carolina Duke game, right? You got to see that. Oh, game. yeah. Yep. What a What a basketball game that was. That was a tremendous game. Two teams going at one another. They hate each other, but they also respect each other. You can tell. It's one of those rivalries where you don't like them, but you respect them. You have to. It's kind of like the Oklahoma-Nebraska football back in the day. Those two programs didn't like each other, but they had great respect Mm -hmm. for each other. There was not any hate between those two programs. That's the same way with Carolina and Duke. And Carolina, I kept waiting for them to break, waiting for them to fold, and they didn't. They took every shot Duke had and never went down. And they ended up making the plays at the end instead of Duke. So you cannot discount this team. They are very, very good. They've got a big man inside. Uh, Baco's his name, I believe. Guy had 21 rebounds the other night. I think he's averaging 16 in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, he hurt an ankle late in that game, and we don't know for sure how good he's going to be tonight. He is going to play. Uh, and then they got three shooters on the outside that can knock down threes. Brady Manic, and uh, they got a guard named Love, I think, who had 28 in that game. I can't think of the other guy's name. This is a classic. I mean, it's a classic, classic game. I know you picked North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I can't argue with you. Uh, I just think – I think Kansas might be just a tad better. I went with them, but hey, this is going to the wire. This should, this is must see TV, I think.
0: I just think North Carolina has has so many guys that can score and can they shoot. They can. And if, if Brady Manic, you know, I know I, I wish we would have had that version of him at Oklahoma because man, he, he is looks so so good uh love played great like i said the big guy inside is great Mm -hmm. i just think they're gonna be able to score enough to beat them i really do Um you look at what this north carolina team did to baylor they absolutely abused baylor yes i know it was a huge comeback win in overtime they still won but oh they did three quarters of that game they just they They dominated them they did i think they can do it to kansas Uh, i was so impressed like you said uh, with how they just kept answering Duke did. that night. Because I thought Duke played really well. Um, they did. They did. But, you know, Steve brought it up while you were talking, and I, I put that up. They couldn't rebound. North Carolina killed them on the boards. They did. Just killed them. Um,
1: you know, I mean, when Manic missed those two free throws, mm-hmm. I thought that was going to be the nail in North Carolina's coffin. But I'll be darned if Duke didn't miss two free throws also.
0: Yeah, that was the big one. When he missed those two free throws, I think it was a one-point lead for North Carolina yeah. at that time. And he missed them both. Yeah, and he knew it. You could tell on his face, uh-oh, we're in trouble now. Um, and then and in the big shot, North Carolina was up one and hit that three. Um, but they any time North Carolina needed a big shot. that They, they did. Down. they made it. hit
1: that big three out of the corner.
0: Yep. And, you know, you're mentioning uh, Brady Manick,
1: I think what we're seeing, and you see this sometimes, Manick played at Oklahoma and he was the guy, you know, he didn't have much help yep. around him and they counted on him to do probably more than he was capable. Yep. Now, am I shocked he's playing like he is? Yes. I didn't see the toughness, the physical uh, nature of his game. Like he's, you know, we talked about this uh, Thursday. Oh, you'd have to take him out because yeah. he couldn't guard anybody he never he never comes out of the game Mm-mm. for carolina but he's got great players around him and that's made him do what he can do and he doesn't have to do everything and he's just concentrated on shooting the ball he's always was a good shooter he's a little streaky at ou but he was pretty darn good yeah. shooting the three ball yeah but yeah, he's taken his game to another level. He rebounds pretty well. He's His defense is good enough. Really been impressed with him. Yeah, this is going to be a classic. It can go either way. Um, that line may be too much. I don't know. But it's must-see TV if you like basketball.
0: Yeah, it's going to be great. I think it'll be similar to that Duke-North uh, uh, oh, Carolina game Saturday night. Um, yeah.
1: I picked the over.
0: Yeah, I, I think that makes makes a lot of sense too. I, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Uh, listen, again, it, it's just going to come down if North Carolina can just keep shooting the ball like they have in this whole tournament. They're awfully tough to beat. They just got guys. Oh, they are. And yeah. and I
1: said in my article today, they may be a team of uh, destiny. You know, yeah. this will be. I believe I heard on PTI on ESPN was submitted for. I was watching it before uh, we got on the air. Second coaching NCAA history that will win a national championship in his first year Yeah, as a head coach. The yeah. other one was the guy at Michigan uh, back in the day with the Fab Five. It, he actually had coached the year before, but he was the interim coach. Okay. And uh, I believe, and this was his first year as the actual coach. What a job by Hubert Davis. He's done mm-hmm. a tremendous job. I mean, he took over for Roy Williams, a legend. You know, very likable guy. I pretty sure he was loved at North Carolina because he's a Carolina guy. And to win 29 and get your team into the national championship after you succeed a legend, that's pretty hard to do. So he's done a great job. We yeah. all know how good a coach self is. they beat and some good
0: coaches too. On this yeah. You know, including yeah we're, not
1: even, yeah, we're not even talking about uh uh coach K and yeah. You know that was a tough situation uh, to be in, also for Carolina. But it didn't bother him a bit. Uh, by the way, I thought Coach K was pretty classy. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether you saw the press conference any of it, but they tried to ask him stuff about himself, and he would he refused. Yeah, to answer. he just no. This is not about me. I'm not going to answer that now. Maybe later. Yeah, but not now. But I thought he was pretty upset. <laughs> and of course,
0: why wouldn't you be? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's really unbelievable that, uh, you know, his last two losses, uh, well, I guess not the last two, but two out of the last three were both to North Carolina, you know, into the regular season lost. And then obviously the last loss ever here in the final and, four in a game where uh, I was, now I was, Kelby is a big Duke fan. So I was with the, with Duke people watching this. And he just kind of felt like Duke was going to win the whole I game. Didn't. You know, I,
1: I just kept waiting for North Carolina
0: to falter and they just refused to do it. I know they just kept making shots, Uh, they did just unbelievable to me. No fear, no fear. Yeah, Yeah. they got a
1: couple of guards that can get to the basket, too. Yeah, they drive it, they get in there, and and if they don't score, then they dish it off to somebody. They knock down threes.
0: I know, I know it it was really impressive. Um, you know, it's just been an impressive run. They beat you, they beat a UCLA team that's pretty good as well. Um, yeah, you know, like I said, they knocked off the number one seed in the second round in Baylor. So for all those reasons, that's why I did pick Kansas, or excuse me, did pick North Carolina. Sorry. Uh, I, I just feel like, you know, they're the team that looked the best in this whole tournament. Uh, they but, have been
1: really impressive, and I yep. picked
0: them to go out in the first round. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Pretty unbelievable. <laughs> um, I did pick them to win one and then lose. Uh, Kansas, I thought, was a very vulnerable one seed. And then I there did they too. Are. So, kind of. You know, the thing with tournament.
1: Kansas through the years is if they can get past uh, that round of uh, the first two rounds, yeah. they usually are okay. They get upset in that second round a lot in this tournament. And that is a tough round to get by. If yeah. you're a top seeded team and, you know, Carolina has played without much pressure. You yep. know, when you get that eight seed, you don't have that, that uh, bullseye on your back, you know, you're eight. Hey, we're, we, we, suck. They gave us an eight. Yep. You know, it again, I, I, put, I said today, okay, you're seated eighth. That means there are 28 teams that the committee thought was better than North Carolina are you kidding me 28 you don't think they could be ohio state <laughs> alabama st mary's murray state what about i had him as a four or five yeah you know and what north carolina team is 24 nine gets seated eight are You kidding
0: yeah
1: so yeah and we kind of talked about it when the bracket came out nobody wants to play them and what did i do i picked them to Lose to Marquette <laughs> because they were awful in the ACC tournament. North Carolina did not play.
0: It, yeah, they were. They were. Um, yeah, okay. it's it's yeah, pretty pretty crazy to see what North Carolina has been able to do. And like I said, with that from that eight seed, uh, and they've been underdogs, you know, in almost all these games, and yeah. they just keep winning, keep finding a way. They were four point underdog on Saturday, and mm-hmm. they're four point underdog again. So. Kevin Uh, makes a good point here, and I don't
1: want to argue with you, Kevin. You say Bill Self was 2-8 and in the Elite Eight coming into the year. mm -hmm. Did he play in any of those games, Kevin? (laughs) Why does the coach always get blamed when they get beat?
0: Because he he recruited the players.
1: (laughs) I don't think he shot the ball. I don't think he missed a free throw. I don't think he threw the ball away. Uh, He's been in the Elite Eight 10 times. I think that's pretty damn good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly, and uh, he's looking for national championship number two tonight, uh, and if he gets it, that's two more than the great Roy Williams ever won at Kansas. Yeah. So I, I would like to point that now, out as well. Steve
1: makes a good point here. So <laughs> yes. I argue with that one,
0: <laughs> that is a that, you're right there, Steve. I can't argue that one. Yeah, Steve says Bill Self might have more recruiting violations.
1: Oh, we lost there, Aaron. What's up? We got some noise on your end, I think. Nope. How about now?
0: Nope. You good? No, they're static. Um, Hold on. Let's let's switch. I don't know what's going on. Maybe my microphone is uh, getting bothered here. Let's switch to this one. Is that better? There we go. Okay. Uh, The microphone. I got one. I got a microphone that's going out. I got to get a new one. So, yeah. Um, There you go.
1: Yeah. And Kevin, I'll tell you another thing. Bill Self has not been the only coach at Kansas over the years. So if you want to keep arguing, that's fine. But I'm just making a point. They struggle a lot early. Yeah. And I don't really think it's an upset if you get to the Elite Eight and get your ass beat. That means there's eight teams left.
0: Okay. It happens all the time. I tell you what, this microphone, it is, this is, this is a good one. We paid a, not a lot of money, uh, but we paid good money for it. And it really hasn't lasted as well as the one we paid like, um, I don't know, $20 for. So, yeah, which is what I've switched to now. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, Dennis says RIP headphone users. Yeah, that's not going to be good. <laughs> fast forward through that one that yeah. would have been
1: a little tough Aaron if you had a headphone on I' guarantee you that
0: <laughs> <laughs> whoops yeah I did it for you Kevin for being so mean no uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding um mm. yeah all right well uh, that game's coming up in about an hour and a half so uh, yeah of-
1: can you understand why it comes on so late no why isn't it on at 7 20 instead of 8 20 or even 7 30. Because if I, you live in the east, that's nine twenty before this thing comes on. I have no idea. I don't either. No idea. That, that's odd that it's on that late.
0: Yeah, um,
1: but we um. can watch an hour and twenty minutes uninterrupted of the wonderful St. Louis Blues. That's true.
0: And I probably will definitely do that after this show. Um, all right, you got. I've got. I've got a little little thing to go for with. You got anything?
1: No, let's get to the wrestling part here.
0: All right, well, Dennis reminded me. He wanted my thoughts on Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, uh, of course, WrestleMania, I should say, was last uh, weekend. And uh, I have watched the Saturday show, not the Sunday show, as you could imagine. A little busy this weekend. Didn't have time uh, to watch it. And it's not really my company. I'm not into WWE as much. Uh, but uh, at WrestleMania, you always watch. Cody Rhodes, the first AEW star that has went over to the WWE. It happened in WrestleMania. Uh, my thoughts, I'm happy for him, honestly. Um, I think he just wanted the crowd to be behind him, and they definitely were as a huge pop. and I thought I thought he looked great. I thought the match was great. i'm I'm actually happy for Cody. I think I think more than anything, he was just sick of getting booed and I think he so
1: fill me in here, Aaron. Mm-hmm. which which is the best? The, WWE was always the best, right?
0: Yes. It, it's, is it? The question is loaded, though, right? Which is the best as far as being successful and so being? Are the they biggest? still both
1: good? Huh? Are they still both good?
0: Well, yeah. Okay, so you're thinking of WCW, which I is was, no longer. Actually. That WWE bought WCW in 2001, I think. So WWE was is the only thing was the only thing going up until 2019, um, other than TNA, which it it wasn't much, but. Okay, as far as being successful, as far as being like the bigger brand, the more popular brand, WWE for sure. Now, what I watch, it's called AEW, and why I watch it, uh, I think the product's a lot better. I just think it's a lot better quality. They got a lot of guys I really like, Um, and so yeah, I think they're putting out a better product than the WWE. They're putting out more wrestling. WWE is putting out more so entertainment.
1: Is Vince McMahon still involved?
0: Yeah, Vince McMahon is still involved. Is um, he on WWE. Yes, limited okay. role. Um, he's getting older. Obviously, uh, he doesn't do that crazy character that he used to play when you knew about it. Uh, okay. Yeah, he's still around. Yep. Okay. Yep. So it's is Jim yep, Ross right. still on there? Uh, Jim Ross is on AEW now. He's but. on AEW. Okay. Yeah, he's he's the announcer on AEW. Okay. Um, but yeah, I watch it because I think the, the wrestling's a little better on it. Uh, but you know wwe uh, is still the big boy um and AEW's is trying to you know catch up to them i guess would be the best way to put it yeah i but, see yeah so uh but anyway wwe uh like i said they had wrestlemania that's the biggest show there is in wrestling and uh I, i'm through one night i thought it was the wrestling was good and it just there's just too much other stuff that they do that's it's just boring to me but it was good, and I'm happy that Cody is, uh, he looked, you know, his match was good, really good. So I hope he has well, success.
1: Was Cody a villain on the other one? Cody w- was a good guy,
0: you know, a quote-unquote uh, baby face, but the fans hated him. Why would so that? when that happens, you need to turn and be bad, and then it would fit, but he didn't want to do that. He wanted oh. to be a good guy. And... Oh. It caused a issue, um, and so, so he anyway,
1: guy on the other one.
0: Yes, yes, okay. because here's how it's viewed: that it's an AW star who's went to the other other, you know, promotion.
1: Okay, so and each promotion has to? their
0: own fans. So the WWE fans, and he's been to WWE. He, he he came up in WWE. I should mention that. So when he went to that new. Uh, you, you know, he he jumped from the company that's like, and he was a, an executive at, the, at AEW as well. Like he kind of started it, helped start it. So when he jumped to WWE, their fans were pumped because, wow, we got an AEW guy, you know, ha you little punks over there that think you're better than us. We just got one of your, you know, executive uh, guys, a guy that booked a lot of the matches there. So uh, they were very excited. It was a huge uh, pop when he came out, for sure. I see. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't say Cody was a good guy, got some cheers and a lot of boos. Um, he was kind of like a, oh, just like a arrogant, he came across arrogant, and I, I think people just didn't care for him much. So, but uh, I think he will fit in pretty well with WWE. I really do. I think he'll, he'll, I think be, he'll a, be good.
1: He'll be a hero over there for a while.
0: Yes, and, and they got to capitalize on that before it wears off. because. Right. What's probably going to happen is the same thing that happened in AEW will happen in the WWE.
1: <laughs> eventually,
0: he will turn because <laughs> he he's too. I don't know. He's not that likable, really. Okay. Um, I think he's a good guy. He just doesn't come across it on television. Yeah, and I think eventually they'll turn on him, just like the WWE or AEW people did, because he was very well liked for a long time, and people got sick of it. So. Yeah. We'll see on that. But, yeah, uh, happy for him. Um, It was a good week uh, for wrestling for sure. And that's all I got. You got anything else?
1: No, not really. Uh, The NBA is winding down uh, this week. And it sure looks like the Lakers are not going to be in any kind of a playoff game whatsoever. They only have one chance, and that's to get into a play-in game. Can you imagine having LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook and you're 16 games under 500. I know Anthony Davis has not played much. And LeBron's been hurt a lot. But golly, that is that is a lot of payroll. Yeah. Uh, to, and the, the, the Nets, Brooklyn, is in the same – they're going to make – they're in the playoffs. But right now they're number 10. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you know, they could move up. They're going to be in a play playing game regardless of what happens, and there's a lot of talent on that team to be there. But of course, Durant missed a ton of games, and uh, they fell way back. But you know, since he's come back, they haven't they haven't mm-hmm. set the world on fire. But you know, we all know how Kyrie is, and he's got a. When Kyrie is on, he's as good as anybody. But you guys got to question where his mind's at sometimes. Yep. So that's a team I would be afraid of if they can get out of that play-in. I wouldn't really, really want to play them. But uh, the playoffs are going to be good. There's some good teams. If you like the NBA, they're going to be good. Uh, hockey is exciting as can be right now. I mean, there's some jockeying for position, especially in the Western Conference. Yeah. In hockey, uh, I think they've got. I think hockey didn't start playoffs till May, I believe. I think they play all the way through April.
0: Yeah, they do. Yeah.
1: The uh, NBA playoffs start a week from tomorrow,
0: yep.
1: and uh, those play-in games do. And that's exciting. I finally figured out that format. <laughs> I looked it up today. It's kind of complicated, but it makes sense once you go through it all. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I'll be covering that. And uh, the hockey, like I say, the Western Conference changes every day. The East is pretty well set, but those teams are jockeying for playoff position. You don't want to be the wild card if you can set, uh, help it. But uh, you watch hockey a lot, isn't it great? I mean, these there are some great teams.
0: Yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun. Obviously, the last uh, week I haven't, I didn't get to yeah. watch a lot. But, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll watch a lot tonight and tomorrow before the next big round of uh, Derby Prep Startup. Yeah, uh, so this week
1: we've got the Bluegrass, the Santa Anita, and then there's is there one at Aqu-
0: Aqueduct? Yeah, the Wood Memorial at Aqueduct. Memorial. So that's a good segue. The Thursday show, obviously, we'll talk a lot about uh, the NBA and the NHL. But – also, yeah, like we'll we'll do just what we did last week. We'll cover the Derby prep, so the 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 Bluegrass, the Santa Anita Derby, and the Wood Memorial, all will be uh, covered on this show on Thursday. So all Thursday right. at uh, noon Central Time, one p.m. Eastern Time, uh, we will cover those. Uh, yeah, uh, we will be. Uh, well, uh, Jared and I will be at Keeneland this weekend for you the Bluegrass. Gold? Yes. All yeah. right. We'll be at the Bluegrass. We'll be in Lexington. Um, So if anybody's going to be there, just let us know. We had, a like you said earlier, a lot of people came up to us at Arkansas Derby. That was fun. And uh, so if you're going to be at Lexington, we'll be there. And and don't be afraid to come up and say hi to us.
1: Yes. And uh, I do want to mention something there to you, Jared. Uh, Aaron, Jared uh, asked me where my racing dude shirts are. We don't have any. Me and Sandy. That's true.
0: (laughs) That's true. We haven't given you any. Sandy
1: filled him in on that, so. I don't well think. that's
0: Jared's fault because I don't have any either. I don't have I any don't. I can give you anyway. I, I, so, I don't
1: know yeah. that it registered with uh, Jared or not. That well he needs to give you some product. I'll
0: just tell the fans Jared on Saturday, he was struggling. Yeah,
1: he was, but I thought he
0: held himself together really well. He did. He held himself together well, but uh but Jared. Very professional. He was a little on the struggle bus uh well, he Saturday said, morning. Well,
1: he actually had to sit a lot more than I've ever seen him sit. I will say that.
0: Jared, let's see. We left for the track about noon, and uh, we hit the first little turn to get to the track. And he's like, you gotta, you're got, you going to have to slow it up. You're going to slow down. <laughs> so <laughs> um, oh, yeah. we had a good time. Jared had a good time. Uh, you know, we all did. We all had a good time. So,
1: Well, we could tell, you know, Jared got hit on. Um, yes. Yes. And, and turned it down. Yes. A very beautiful young lady, if that was yes. a picture. And...
0: Wasn't happy either. Was not happy about it.
1: <laughs> well, I... I didn't get that impression. That's not the way it came off to me. Well, she wasn't
0: happy that she, he kind of ghosted her. Oh, a
1: she bit. wasn't happy. She wasn't happy. I yeah. thought you said him. Yeah. No. Um, just to end the show... <laughs> You, they were Raz and Jared, right? Uh, Heather and, and Aaron were, yes. yes, because um, he did have a picture of the young lady and yes. she was rather nice looking. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. At one point, person. the young lady we'll call her came up yeah. to me and now listen, this is you know, she probably doesn't. This is 1 in the morning at the big chill in Hot Springs. You hospital. did not I tell mean,
1: me it was 1 in the morning, yeah, so it's. That makes it stupider that he didn't go home with her. Kind of. But,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but she looked at me once and she said, "Can you believe he ghosted me?" <laughs> and after giving her a good look, I said, "No, I can't. I, no, I really can't If She anything.
1: actually said that. I don't I can't. I have to agree with you on that one.
0: We um, we the three of us were laughing extremely hard that night. Um I well, know Jared's feeling good when I tell him to do stuff that's really just pretty dumb and he does it, you know? So,
1: you know, the thing is, um, Jared, I said, okay, so you didn't like her when you were drunk? <laughs> <laughs> like at 10 o'clock? No. <laughs> and at midnight? No.
0: Mm-mm.
1: I said, well, you made the best decision you'll ever make, because if you don't (laughs) like her at midnight and she looks like that at midnight, (laughs) I don't think you're going to like her when you're sober, but I really don't know why you're not going to like her, but anyway. He said she had too big a mouth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He had had his
1: reasons. Jared, I I hope you're watching, because this was funny. She had too many teeth. She had big teeth. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's a first. I've never heard that before.
0: <laughs> and I talked to her and I'm like, I think she had like normal sized teeth.
1: When I, right, right. I saw the picture, I have to admit, I did look at her teeth for
0: just a second. Did you? I thought it was. I,
1: I didn't see, see anything large about the teeth. No,
0: no. I no. was face to face with her, too. <laughs>
1: He's got high standards,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and you know what? I respect that about him. That's you that's have to respect he, that. Yeah, that you do. Yeah, yeah. listen. Um, yeah, it was that was odd. That he was just odd. turned down Miss Arkansas.
0: Right. He, no, was. I don't think that was. Oh,
1: no, nice. I didn't see her. I just saw her face.
0: No, I don't think she's. Miss I didn't Arkansas see the
1: rest of her. her. I didn't talk to her. I don't. I don't she might
0: at one thirty. She could have been Miss Arkansas. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Well, listen, if he turned her down at 10,
0: <laughs> you
1: know, she's pretty good for 10 o'clock.
0: Well, listen, he was hanging with his friends, right? We were too good a company. He to... knew
1: it was a bad situation. He did know that. He right. knew yeah.
0: that yeah.
1: it was going to get complicated if he didn't go home with you
0: guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, a, by the way, it, a if, true if, friend, if you want to... See some good live music in Arkansas. I don't know who the lady was that was singing at the Big Chill. Holy cow, was she good!
1: I thought that was the name of the band. No,
0: oh, okay. <laughs> she was good. I don't know who it was. Uh, what was kind of music was she singing? She would like do like a uh, Gretchen Wilson and then she okay. would do like Bon Jovi. I mean, she do, really, like, she did it all, yeah. And she was really good. I mean, everything. Um, she would sing like you know, you're. you're songs that other women have have sang and you know and then she would just do something like random and it's like ah she's what really good she bon jovi yeah i was i don't i don't remember um <laughs> are you sing, sure it was bon jovi <laughs> pretty sure <laughs> she sang a nickelback song i'm like what is going on right now this is wild really and she then uh no what's that she did it all. She covered all No, yeah. She was she numbers. was going nuts up there. It was crazy. Uh they had it was like three or four people in the band. And then they had a guy at uh where was that we went? Oh, the Blitzed Pig. The Blitzed Pig. Only we went in Arkansas, in, by the way. Only yeah. Yeah. They had a guy singing really, really good. Uh, I can't think of his name. It was just one guy.
1: Uh, what was he singing? What kind? Everything?
0: Yeah, more like country type stuff. Um but yeah it was good it was good. He was singing at
1: the, it, the Blitz Pig.
0: <laughs> the Blitz Pig yeah it's uh, I a mean, you might know it as Jim's Razorback Pizza that's what it was originally. Oh, okay. It was, I it, know was where that's it was good. Said. Uh yeah Russ has been to the Big Chill. It's solid. It really is. Um two floors for the top floor is just more of a, like a bar and that's where the uh, girl was singing and it's not chill but it's calmer and then you go downstairs and that's a like a club, and it was that's yeah. that was the we made two mistakes. We didn't go home after the blitz pig, and then we didn't go home when they kicked us out of the upstairs and told us to go downstairs. <laughs> so that's that's the two mistakes we made. Okay.
1: Now, in contrast, my Friday night was in Russellville. Our yeah, best.
0: beautiful place.
1: It is a neat. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. This is what mature people do. Right. Very mature people. (laughs) So we get to Russellville at 4.30. (laughs) (laughs) So we go eat at 5 because that's what older people do. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And then we walked off our supper. By the way, we ate at Cracker Barrel. (laughs) (laughs) We had a coupon. Uh, Not a coupon. We call it a gift card.
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then we walked over to the... University of Arkansas Tech and kind of walked around the campus to walk off our Cracker Barrel um, meal. And Um, I went in their arena and I hope there's some Arkansas Tech people listening. I'm telling you, that's the neatest arena I've ever been in for a small college. That is really, really cool. So we had
0: similar Arkansas Derby Eves.
1: Yeah, oh, definitely. I was in bed about nine. (laughs) We were... Not. <laughs> no, I wasn't in bed that early. I'd probably stayed It was about ten.
0: Oh man! I yeah, Russ. Says,
1: man. I was wanting to list of the blues or watch the blues. They weren't on in yeah. the hotel, and I had it on the computer.
0: Anyway, Russ says, "Great name of a city, Russell." That's Wilson. right. That's
1: right. Russ has got it.
0: All right. Final story. Blitz Pig. Back when it was Jim's Razorback Pizza. Probably the best night ever in Hot Springs. Second may have been last Friday night, but uh, Toby <laughs> Keith was there.
1: Oh, was that where he was at?
0: Yeah, it was, it was okay. called Jim's Razorback Pizza then. Yeah. But Toby okay. Keith was there. And we didn't we kind of had heard whispers, but we didn't know for sure. And we walked in and sure enough, there he is. So he got up and played, oh, five or six songs at about 1 a.m. that night. That was that was an epic night. Because we sat there, we got there at like eight o'clock, and so we sat there for hours. And everybody kept saying, Don't worry, he'll get up and play. And we're like, He this guy ain't gonna play. We've sat here and spent money. We're are just hammered. And then finally he gets up there, and it just made it that much better. Once he finally got up there, such a good night. That was that was one of the best. So you just never know what's gonna happen when you go to hot springs.
1: No, and Toby's there. Some I don't think he goes much anymore because he doesn't have as good of horses as he used to have.
0: Yeah, he I think he still kind of goes, um, you know, once a year, you kind of get lucky. That was Southwest day, uh, or the day, night before the Southwest, actually. I can't remember how long, uh, but it's probably been 2017 or 18 when that happened. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that was a good time, man. A, a very non-assuming guy. Mm-hmm. We knew um, Kenny Smith is one of his trainers, and we knew, I, I don't think he's quite the assistant, but he was Kenny like, there, was he? no, but his, uh, his assistant or a groom of some sort was there, and we knew him, and he had a table right by Toby Keith, and he said, here you go, come sit right here, I got two seats when we walked in, I was like, oh, that's awesome like, yeah, Kobe, Toby Keith's right over there. We're like, holy shit, yeah, that's and him. Just a, over, right? Yeah, he just sat and drank and had a good time. And they had another band that was playing. And then once that band got off, he he went up.
1: And that's yeah. unbelievable. It was cool. It was really. I've cool. never seen anything like it. Like he's at the OU games, and not yeah. I've seen him much lately, but he'll just walk through the crowd and nobody even yeah acknowledges
0: him yeah
1: because yeah. they all know him down. He lives in Norman, and they all know him and. He can just blend in, you know. It's kind He's, of like
0: an unwritten rule at this place. Uh, I guess he, you know, that's one of his places that he goes in Hot Springs. It's just like everybody was like, just leave him alone, just don't bother oh, him, you know. And nobody did. Nobody went up to his table. Now, afterwards, you know, when he walked off the stage, there were a few people that kind of, you know, said something to him. But you know, there was only like fifty, sixty people in that place yeah. uh, by that time. So anyway, that's that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Legendary hot spring story. So, all right, guys, we're going to get off here and uh, oh, hold on. Uh, Russ says he played in El Dorado a couple of years ago and was so drunk an hour in you could hardly understand it. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> all right, guys, we're going to get off. We're going to go watch the basketball game. Uh, like I said, we'll be back Thursday covering those three big derby preps and also talking a lot of NBA and NHL as well. So uh, as always, thanks, guys, for joining us uh, and listen. Uh, The YouTube page is getting a lot of positive feedback. If you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and do so. Uh, We've got a shit ton of content planned for the next couple of months uh, through the Triple Crown. And, uh, you know, I think Samich has got a new series um, coming out. Um, We're doing a lot more, not just picks, but kind of educational stuff on why we did what we did and how we bet and why we bet what we bet coming out. You got pics you got educational videos we're going to try to do it all our goal is to make this the best horse racing youtube page uh, out there um and I, I i'm confident we can do it with the guys we've got so uh happy that this show is a little bit of a part of it happy that you guys have uh, continued to support and like it and hopefully uh, we can keep it up for you guys so all right guys we're gonna head off uh, good luck Thanks, tonight guys. if you're playing the national championship and uh, we'll see you on thursday